The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are <clears throat> Ooh, you now? How are you now? I mean, how bad could you possibly be doing after a game like that? Folks, I mean, if you told me two months ago, you said two of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference are going to play in late March, and they're going to give you one of the more entertaining games that you've seen all season, I would have said bullshit. But the Montreal Canadiens and New Jersey Devils did exactly that on the 27th of March. The Montreal Canadiens, however, losing by a score of 3-2 to two in a shootout. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and that is a spooky number, 666, with the Habs also playing against the Devils. Weird. That's weird. That's suspicious. Anyways, a lot to get to, uh, particularly in the recap for that game. So let's get into it. What happened? Well, I got to tell you, folks, uh, this one started off pretty slow. The first period was not nearly as entertaining as the end of the game. Uh, However, I will say this. The first period was a show of goaltending. Nico Dawes and Samuel Montembeau were the two best players on the ice for either team. By a long shot. Uh, The Devils had the better of the shots, and they had the better of the scoring chances by my count as well. But things were mostly even until the very end of the period. Samuel Montembeau, again, the best player on the ice for the Montreal Canadiens, makes his first mistake very late in the first, with about 40 seconds left on the clock, throws a terrible pass directly out into the middle to a certain Jack Hughes. Remember when everybody said that guy was a bust? Yeah, apparently he does too, and he's taking it personally. He fires it. Top shelf. one nothing for the New Jersey Devils heading into the second period. Now, the Montreal Canadiens started to dig themselves out of that shot hole in the second period. It started to get a lot more even. It started to get a little bit more exciting as well. However, of course, it starts to go to shit. Right around the midway point of the period, after the midway point actually, Josh Anderson takes a tripping penalty. Jesper Bratt cross-seam over to Jack Hughes. He gets his second of the game wide open to the right of the net. I mean, completely wide open. Two to nothing for the New Jersey Devils. But again, it's a lot more of an even period than the first period was. It's not Samuel Montembeau standing on his head, keeping the Habs in this one. Nico Dawes really is kind of keeping things, you know, above grade for the New Jersey Devils. And the Habs get one back. They get a five on three power play. It's absolutely terrible. The power play before that was absolutely terrible too. But as the second penalty is coming to an end, they get an even strength goal. The power play unit is still on the ice. Jesse Yelonen, an absolute clapper 
from the Ovechkin spot on the left-hand face-off dot. Josh Anderson tips it in, makes it 2-1. to one. They have life with two to play left in the second period, and that is how the second period would end. And we go into the third period. Not only did the Habs have the lead, have the lead as in cut it in half, not have it as in actually have it, but they also evened up the shot clock. It was 13-8 to eight after one period and 10-5 to five, uh, in favor of the Habs in the second period. So we're 18-18 to 18 after two periods of play. Habs getting chances in the third, either missing the goddamn net completely or getting robbed by Nico Dawes. Can't get anything going. But they pull Samuel Montembeau with one minute left in the frame. Nick Suzuki passes it to Cole Caulfield. He throws it to Christian Dvorak in front. Dvorak goes behind the back with an absolutely gorgeous pass over to Rem Pitlick. He puts it in and makes it 2-2. Two to two. Folks, we are going to overtime. And overtime is one heck of a thriller, man. They started out. Jack Hughes is out on the ice against Caulfield and Suzuki. It is fun. They are absolutely trying to attack each other constantly. And it's it, it's tightly checked. It's it's fun to watch. Four different posts were hit in this period. And when I say four different posts, I'm actually I actually mean five because Mike Hoffman actually managed to hit a double post. I'm gonna put a gif of it in the uh, article attached to this. I'm no longer gonna be keeping on plugging my Twitter constantly about the gifs that I post. I'm actually gonna put them directly into the article. More on that later. But anyways, a double a double poster by Mike Hoffman. I mean, four different posts were hit. The, the Devils hit the post twice. The Habs hit the post twice. And Mike Hoffman hit the post twice in one shot. So it, it was a pretty wild overtime. But it solves nothing, and it sends us into the shootout. And the shootout goes for a few rounds. Thomas Tatar up first. He gets stopped. Cole Caulfield goes next. Shoots five holes. Scores. Jesper Bratt next. Scores. Rem Pitlick scores. And not only does Rem Pitlick score, but he actually, in the process of scoring, smashes his face into the post and takes the net off. But they still count the goal. And we keep going in this shootout. Ridiculous shootout. I, I gotta tell you, I've, I've never seen one this crazy. Uh, <laughs> Jack Hughes goes next. Absolutely gorgeous goal. Just a beautiful deke. Nick Suzuki goes next. He misses high. Damon Severson poke checked by Samuel Montembeau. No goal. Christian Dvorak stopped by Dawes. Nico Heischer stopped. Yoel Armia hits the post. Dougie Hamilton shoots fiber, and he also scores. Mike Hoffman goes right after that. He shoots two, and guess what? He scores. And then Yegor Sharangovic, I think that's how you say it, he scores, and then Paul Byron, he gets stopped by Nico Dawes, and that's how the game ends. 3-2 to two in favor of the New Jersey Devils, but what a game. What a game. You would not go into, again, watching two of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference competing against each other this late in the season and expect to be entertained. But I was. I don't know about you guys. I was thoroughly entertained by that game. Um, and, and that's all I can really ask for at this point of the season. It, it's going so terribly for the Montreal Canadiens overall. Obviously much better since the coaching change, but overall, not going well. So, uh, again, what was I saying, you know, two months ago? I want to be entertained at the very least for the remainder of this season. If we're going to finish in last place and we're going to get the top odds in the lottery, at the very least, I would like to enjoy what I'm watching. I enjoyed what I was watching. And on that note, I'm going to say something that 
you, you got to mark your calendars for this one because it's not something that I'm going to say very often. The officiating crew was actually excellent in this game. This game was so good that even the officials managed to impress me. I, I don't find myself saying that very often whatsoever. But I got to tell you, by my count, they missed one call that I would have made. And even the call that I would have made, if I'm being completely honest with myself, it was in favor of the Montreal Canadiens, so against the New Jersey Devils. And it was a little bit soft, so I can see why they let that one go. This was a very well-officiated game. It was a game that came on slow and then burned hot at the end. I mean, it, it was perfect entertainment for me. I mean, I, I sat here and I watched Canada clinch their ticket to the World Cup earlier in the day. And I was like, man, there's no way my day is going to get better as far as watching sports is concerned. And then the Habs go out and they provide that game against the New Jersey Devils. What a day for sports. I love it. I'm very happy about it. Now, we got to get to our silver lining of the night. Obviously, the Habs lost. We're talking about a silver lining. And there were quite a few options that I could have gone with. Cole Caulfield had a very good game. Nick Suzuki had a very good game. Are we surprised? Those two have been absolute dynamite since the coaching change. Uh, I'm not going to go in that direction. I absolutely could have gone in the direction of Samuel Montembeau. Um, he had a very good game. But when you hold it up in comparison to Jake Allen last night, kind of hard for me to go in that direction as well. I'm going to go in a bit of a unique direction here, and maybe one that people aren't necessarily expecting me to go in. I'm going with Jesse Yolonen. Or Ulonen. I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced. i got to double-check with my buddy Patrick, uh, because he's the one guy that I would trust on European pronunciations more than anybody. But Jesse Yolonen... He's the silver lining of the night, and why? Well, when I look at the Habs' power play, right, the, the, the top unit is pretty potent. You got Suzuki out there with Caulfield, and at that point, it almost doesn't matter who else you have out there. Those two are the focal point, and they can both shoot. Suzuki obviously can dish a little bit better than Caulfield can, but your second unit needs a trigger man, and I love that Martin Saint-Louis has recognized, obviously, what he has down in Laval with Jesse Alonen. He's a trigger man. He can shoot the puck. Very similar to the goal that Caulfield scored the previous night, Alonen creates a goal by shooting from that Ovechkin spot right near the face-off dot on the left-hand side if you're facing towards the goaltender. I mean, Josh Anderson got a tip on it. Of course, so it's Josh Anderson's goal. But you have to look at that shot from Jesse Alonen. It is a potent shot. We've seen it throughout the course of this season with the Laval Rocket. We've seen it a lot with the Laval Rocket. And now he's getting his opportunity. I think he may have seen his last season with the Laval Rocket. I think he might be coming up next year. And I think if he does, it stands to reason that you obviously have to make him a focal point of one of your power play units. Maybe if you really want to overload the top unit, I guess you could put them out there with Caulfield and Suzuki, and you could just be like, well, we're, we're either scoring with the first unit or the second unit's out there basically just to run out the clock until we can get back to even strength. But for me, I, I would maybe center a second unit around him and trying to get the puck to him and then try to figure out what other players can we put in there to maybe help him out a little bit. Maybe, maybe Joshua Wah. 
I talked about him a little bit uh, on Absent Minded earlier today. I think that he's going to have an opportunity to play for the Habs next year. I don't know, but Yelonen's already a pro player. So whether or not a guy like Roy comes and plays for the Habs next year, he's going to be around. You have an opportunity here to build a second unit around him. You have an opportunity to really build him up into a legitimate scoring threat for your team. And I think that he can be that. His shot is that good. He had a very good game against the Devils. And I think he deserves an extended look. And I think he's about to get it because I can't see him getting sent down the way he's playing. Right? If he keeps playing the way that he did against the Devils, he's not getting sent back to Laval until they have to. So he's your silver lining. Um, Well-deserved, great game, and uh, happy to see him in a Montreal Canadiens uniform. And we're going to see some other guys. We're going to see Harris. Um, We saw Justin Barron. Justin Barron also had a great game. I should give him a quick shout-out as well. Um, There's there's a lot to look forward to when it comes to the Montreal Canadiens. And, um, you know, again, a very entertaining game. I loved it. I enjoyed every second of that game. Um, A little bit slow to start, but... You know, we're splitting hairs here. If I'm going to sit there and expect the first period to be as entertaining as overtime and that shootout, come on. That's ridiculous. Now, before I let you guys go, um, quick announcement when it comes to the podcast and the uh, articles that are associated with it. Instead of continually plugging my Twitter, my buddy Patrick Bexel from Eyes on the Prize pointed out today before we recorded our uh, episode of Absent Minded, which you can also find on Spotify and any other platform where you like to get your podcasts, he was like, Matt, you, you keep mentioning your Twitter in these. Why don't you just post the gifts that you want into the article? So what I'm going to do from now on, for all of you who don't have Twitter or who don't feel like going and looking at my Twitter, of course you're welcome to go and follow me on Twitter at DrakeMT, but what I'm going to do instead is at the end of each article that I post on Habs Eyes and the Prize, which you can find very easily because I marked them all as bottom six minutes with the episode number or BSM with the episode number. I'm going to post the highlights that I talk about in the podcast on the actual article. I'll embed the tweets right at the end of the piece and uh, that'll make it a little bit easier for you guys to find, I think. So I hope that makes it easier. That way I can stop you know, plugging my Twitter five times in, in each episode and maybe save you all a little bit of time in the process. Speaking of which, there are going to be a few Alexander Romanov hits that I'm going to throw into those highlights in this particular article, just so you're aware. Just in case you're looking for some highlights, Alexander Romanov, he landed a few nice hits in that game, and I'm going to throw them into that article. But I'm going to cut the podcast off there because we are running right around 15 minutes for this episode. So, c'est une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I'd appreciate it very much. I'm always going to plug my Twitter at least once. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll be back after Tuesday's game against the Florida Panthers. That's going to be a tough one. We'll see how that goes. But until then, of course, à la prochaine. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.